Oh, Billy. Good evening, Good evening, everyone. It's great to be here. Great um, to, yeah. Yes. Yeah. It so, uh, what's going on? Tell me what's going on with the rabbit. Uh, this is for Doc. Doc, your son, Doc. Yeah. Uh, he uh, left his rabbit at left work. His rabbit, rabbit at work. I think it's actually his rabbit, but Doc brought it. In. Yeah, yeah. So he's just gonna sit here. I wonder where the etymology of the idea of a lucky rabbit's foot. I mean, look at that. Right. I mean, if this is a rabbit. I mean, why would you say? I believe that back foot's lucky. You know what I mean? Let's, let's chop him, it off. Let's chop it off and hang him from our rear view mirrors. Yeah, that's right. It's yeah. like, I mean, it's got, how about the lucky rabbit eye? You know? Whoa. I mean, <laughs> that'd the, be a little the weird. The ears look a little bit like they would be. Rabbit ears. Well, yeah, because that is like the thing they have intrinsically different than all right. other things. Wouldn't you right. pick that intrinsic? Because we didn't go around hacking off foot off of everything else. Oh, foot. Uh, uh, yeah. Oh, lucky squirrel foot. foot. Yeah. It's like. Or make sure you get the foot off of it. Yeah. It's lucky. But speaking of squirrels, let me ask you a question. Yeah. This is completely out of No, that's As right. As a bird feeder man. Yes. Do you have the cages on the outside of your oh, bird feeders? Okay, or let me you, just tell you a little do bit. Do you pop them off? No, no, no. Here's, no. here's what we do. Okay, there's a couple different styles of bird feeders. One, you can put it in a place where they can't get to it. But, you know, you gotta, they can jump about 10 feet in the yeah. air. Yeah. You know, and they kind of like... Do it like that. <laughs> they do. They have a. Yeah. They're they're crazy. <laughs> and they always have a smile. I know. Sucker. <laughs> uh, I have a bird feeder that locks when oh. weight is detected on it. It's about seventy dollars. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen them. I've seen. I got them. multiple <laughs> at my house. As yeah. soon as a squirrel jumps on it, it it just and locks it, and they can't get into it. Uh-huh. So that's one way to go. Um, and then the other one is the bird feeder, and then there's a cage around it with little one by one, you yes, know, openings yeah, in it. And what that does is it actually not only keeps squirrels out, but it keeps larger birds out, like blue jays. So that if you have a particular fruit type, or let's say you have a bird that's a little timid, small, yeah. you know, afraid of crowds, yeah. uh, flocks, <laughs> uh, like uh, a bunting or a small sparrow they can get in there and then the cardinals and all the other guys can hang on the outside i'm going to get you i'm going to get you. you come out you know, it's like dudes at a bar <laughs> watching the girls go in and out of the bar you know on ladies night and so this protects them mm-hmm. it's kind of like a cage match yeah, oh yeah so they're yeah. in there so you should see it the little birds will get in there the little buntings will be there and they're just eating their uh, millet and, and there's other birds. <laughs> I'm gonna get you. Will you come out of the kitchen there? Just <laughs> you know, so I love feeding birds. Yeah. Because you got that whole sociological uh, thing that's happened yeah. out there. You I know. Have to get one of the seventy dollar ones that just. Oh yeah, did that. Yeah. Now you get, oh, oh, they actually got a bird feeder at Tractor Supply that instead of locking, that when the weight is detected, it it's coil springed and it goes zing and it spits the yeah it squ- it flings oh, the squirrel man. off tell your friends yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they're up there getting like in lines like oh, an amusement I- park <laughs> okay me next <laughs> so I, I recommend yeah. the ones from um, we are brought to you by Wild Birds Incorporated the ones sold the Wild Birds <laughs> on, on 1492 Savannah Highway wow what? Yeah. I didn't know they had their own store oh yeah yeah me and Susan can go to the bird store you know maybe every third Saturday you know we get out of our wheelchairs, <laughs> we roll to the car, <laughs> and then we drive, you know, every, on our... Every spot's yeah. a handicapped spot. Uh, the, oh, yeah. The- <laughs> no, I love the store because you know why? They have a senior citizen's parking spot. 
Oh, yeah. And I'm not going to say which one of us is a senior citizen, <laughs> but we park in this. I get out of it just like, Stand just back. as excited as can be, you it's know? It's just like those expected mom ones at the Harris Teeter. Oh, and yeah. those other places, it's just yeah. the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I used to park in those when my mom used to visit. You know, uh, like I, if I yeah. knew she was flying into town, I would park in those spots. And people would be like, what's up? And I said, no, I'm Spectre any time now. Or flight lands at any time. So uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm expecting mom. <laughs> that wasn't funny? Yeah. Hey, speaking of funny, no, we don't funny. have time. I know we're already used it up. I'm, <laughs> next week, come back for Cowboy Wisdom. No. I'm going to read those. What get, one do, you, do you remember one good one out of the list? One good one. Um, just in case people don't know what Cowboy Wisdom is. Um, let's see. Yeah, you need to come. Let me, let me just give you one of the Cowboy Wisdom. I, I wasn't, I could guess what it could be, but I was not. Yeah, uh, Cowboy <laughs> Wisdom was, um, uh, oh yeah, uh, there's two ways to argue with a woman. Mm -hmm. They both don't work. <laughs> <laughs> Cowboy wisdom. <laughs> yes, that's right. Oh, uh, uh, be more hat thing. Uh, uh, don't be all hat without cattle. Uh, I mean, don't be a poser mm -hmm. walking around with a cowboy hat. Yeah. But you, you know, you, in order to be a cowboy, you got to have yeah. cattle. Yeah. Um, don't, don't drink from the water yeah. downstream from the herd. Yeah. That's yeah, not, that's yeah. a pretty good one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Don't want to give all these away. No, I want. I no. want. I want people to have There's reason to come more. back for There's next week. <laughs> I will have more, more cowboy wisdom for you guys. <laughs> so please come back. Yeah. So we're going to continue to talk about Nehemiah, and we're going to be talking about leadership and and the uh, some of the principles that we're learning from the story. Um, do we got? Oh, matter of fact, uh, we now have comments that we can yeah. see. So when you type a comment, we get to uh, see what people see. Oh, yeah. Uh, Simon just let us know that Yankee Doodle Feeder destroys squirrels. Destroys? Huh. Destroys. I'm not exactly sure what that's about. It's oh. not like an alien story comes down, you know. But, uh, yeah, he's right. Yankee Doodle. Uh, Robert Brad gave us a, a check mark, which means maybe he's affirming the destruction of squirrels <laughs> or that saying. he's What's here. Yeah. Uh, Simon also said, I have some funny videos of them spinning around it. Oh, I could yeah. see Simon in the backyard. Elizabeth, yeah. come check this out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they just look at this. <laughs> yeah, has a camera all set up. <laughs> yeah. All you day. Know, all yeah. day. Yeah, <laughs> good stuff. Yeah. I, um, but yeah, look into Simon this. likes this stuff too, but I, I really do enjoy yeah. it. Yeah. So we were talking about the uh, Nehemiah story. And uh, well, why don't you open this yeah. up in prayer? Father, thank you for this night. Thank you for the time we get to spend yes. looking into your word. Thank you for the story of Nehemiah, all the stuff it's taught us so far. As we continue to look into it and as we continue to study it, we just ask, Lord, that you would bring the text to life in a way that we haven't seen before. Thank you that it's alive and that it speaks to us even now in this moment. Thank you that you're here with us. It's in your wonderful name we pray. Amen. Amen. So we learned about the story that they they um, had a mind to work. So when we get called into a relationship with God, he calls us into a work. And then we have to have a mind for the work. It mm -hmm. means that we're going to, I'm going to work on my marriage. I'm going to work on my family. I'm going to, so you got to have that. And also it said that they consecrated themselves to the work. Mm -hmm. The idea that realizing how you do your job as a Christian is very important to God. How you get along with your coworkers is very important. That how you use your money, everything is a consecration unto God. And, he, and he's concerned. You know, I, I actually take my credit score as kind of like a mm -hmm. 
consecrated work. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm, I'm not saying that if you have a bad credit score, you're not a good Christian or anything, but because sometimes you get into situations where the world evaluates you're a sinking ship. Um, Meanwhile, you got cash money. Yeah. And bars of gold. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they don't even know <laughs> yeah. that you have that. <laughs> yeah. right? But I do not have bars of gold, either. so stay away from my <laughs> I house. I do not either. Franklins are here. It's great to see uh-huh. the Franklins. Um, but, uh, the, the, you know, just I love it when I go to shop for something, like if I'm going for a car and mm-hmm. they'll ask me, hey, what's your credit score? And I tell them and they'll be like, hey, Jimmy, come over here. I never heard a credit score this high. <laughs> but for me, it's kind of like a testimony of of my, I pay my bills. Mm-hmm. And that's important to me. That may not be important to other people, but my eBay rating as a seller and user, um, I want 100%. Gotta have it. I mean, because Paul said um, that he had a good conscience before God and before man. And I think that's really important. So it's like, whatever you do, I don't think it's like, the massive size of the work, mm-hmm. I think it's how you bring yourself to the work. Boom. Yeah. Death quote. We still need to work ah, on that. The sound effect. Yeah. yeah. We got to figure out a um, Yeah. So I don't think it's the size of the work. It's, it's how, you, how much of you you bring to the work. Mm-hmm. And, and so I think that's really important. That's what we find in leadership is that we take, take what God's called us to do whether it's the menial task or whether it's the spotlight task and we do it as a sacred work to God. Mm-hmm. So, but one of the things that they faced, and I think we all face, is discouragement, distractions, and the constant fear of attack. Mm-hmm. And, and that fear of attack can come within, it can, it can happen outside. But, so we're going to continue in his leadership story example, and, and he talks about his challenges with fear. So why don't you uh, read for us? Yeah, this comes out of Nehemiah 4. Our enemy said, they will not know or see until we come among them, kill them, and put a stop to the work. For all of them were trying to frighten us, thinking, they will become discouraged with the work and it will not be done. But now, O God, strengthen my hands. When I entered the house of Shemaiah, who was confined at home, he said, let us meet together in the house of God, within the temple, and let us close the doors of the temple. For they are coming to kill you, and they are coming to kill you at night. Wow. Yeah, so it says um, all these threats that they're going to kill us, they're going to stop the work, um, all these threats. And so we live in a world where there's constant threats. I don't care if one of my daughters, uh, Dawn, um, I absolutely, you know, I love all my kids. She's phenomenal. And she she lives in Florida Mm -hmm. and her mom uh, lives in Florida and they live in a, uh, what do they call it? Uh, 55, a Dell Web type thing. Mm-hmm. Was it like a uh, 55 plus community? Yeah. And uh, I really, I, I really like that idea. I can't afford that idea, but I, I would the possibly. Senior living. Yeah, yeah, I would I would like that. Let's not say senior. Is that guy. what they call it? Uh, Let's yeah. say, um, no, they call it uh, senior active, living? mature Act- living. Oh, mature living. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> adult <laughs> living with adult. I always yes, just think about the fun. Sign. I always um, just think about sign. Uh, yes. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Morty Seinfeld. Yeah, yeah, Morty. No, but no. But I'll do it. aside is that it is a really c- cool idea, and yeah, um, and I think it reflects what I think we all want is that we want to be in a community where we feel safe, mm-hmm. and maybe in places like that we can pull that off. But for the most part, even if you're in a 
that kind of community, there's still other threats that you live with. Mm-hmm. You live with about your health, about your psychology, about you know, your spiritual mm-hmm. health as well. We live in a world that's in constant threat. And I, I, it's not like I'd got some prophetic word last night while I was laying in bed, you know. It, it's always been that way. We live in the valley of the shadow of death. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's not what we do when we die. That's what we do when we live, is that there's always something challenging us. So, you know, we've got to take a deep breath and all that. Um, and so we need to realize that that's kind of a constant thing. But the suggestion that was given to Nehemiah was... Uh, let us meet, meet together in the house of God within the temple. Let's, let's just go and hide and close the doors of the temple because we're so afraid. And, and so that's the idea that he had was go run to the house of God. Um, I, I know that sounds really spiritual that you would go run in the house of God, but it actually would have stopped the work that Nehemiah was doing. So it was kind of looking for a place where it would be safe or free of threat. But when Nehemiah realized, you know, it sounds good. Yeah, we should go to church. We should hang out at the church and declare like Quasimodo uh, in the Hunchback of Notre Dame. Um, uh, Sanctuary. You know, the movies, I've seen it in so many different versions. <laughs> I'm probably going to get letters on that one. <laughs> uh, he did talk a little funny. Get some emails. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, but it seems like a right thing to do. But it's interesting that Nehemiah does run to the temple, but not that one. Mm-hmm. Why don't you read that part again where uh, you see him run to the mm-hmm. temple? But I said, should a man like me flee? And could one such as I go into the temple to save his life? I will not go in. Yep. And then he says, but now, O oh God, strengthen my mm-hmm. hands. Mm-hmm. I, what, a, what an incredible thing. See, that's the simple little prayer that he, that's his running to the temple. Um, and I think a lot of times we run to a lot of different things thinking that we're going, it's the right thing to do mm-hmm. when we don't first run to the true temple of God in prayer. And I mean, just think about how many times you've taken a medicine because the doctor prescribed it. Now, again, like I said, there was nothing wrong with the temple that the guy recommended he run to, but it was just not the first temple he was supposed to run to. There was something, another temple. So I just think about some of the reactions that I may have in my own personal life where I, I automatically react and run to a temple. What would be some of the other temples you think socially we, we run to? We got, um, let's see. I'm still. <laughs> I'm gonna make sure I'm on the right notes page. Page here. four. <laughs> no. uh, well, wait a minute. My notes are bigger than yours oh, because no. I'm in a senior community. Well, I'm, like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I got, I gotta find this one during the segue. Okay. Nia, uh, Nehemiah's response. <laughs> there we go. Okay, okay I'm yeah. on the right page. Okay. Yeah, should a man flee? Yeah. And uh, okay, uh, but he, he, this yeah. little prayer. But so he had a choice of running. Yeah, and, and and if you're out there listening to us, we now, went, yeah. the two people that two are listening people. to us, uh, <laughs> if you if you're out there, just type in and, and give us a response about what are some of the temples that you run to. Yeah, you can run to comforts. You can run to yeah. Okay, so let's talk about those. Yeah, what would be those? Bottle of beer. Yeah, um, food. Is this still come in bottles? Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. So bottles a, can. a can. There was a can shortage for a little while. Okay. But, uh, so yeah. bottle of beer. So yeah. so from of us will like will come home from work and immediately. Hey, I gotta have a drink, honey. Gotta have a drink. You know, boom. Go open up the cabin. You pour yeah. a drink. It's like okay, it, that's your first temple right there. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You can. Uh, social media can be one. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You can. You can get on because that could be your. 
you know, you could be run a distraction, basically. Right, right, right. That could be a way of, you know, yeah, just taking your mind off of what's going on around you. Oh yeah, I think binge watching. Yeah, Netflix is a temple. You know what? I heard I heard a crazy thing. That, you know what they say? The CEO of Netflix, came, he said, "You know, what are your challenges facing your company?" He said, "The real, the only challenge facing us as a company is sleep." <laughs> Really? <laughs> it's like, how do we the get people to stop sleeping? The only thing that's challenging us as a company is sleep. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Because so, yeah. that many people that are many just people, devouring yeah, it. Yeah. Oh, that's that's yeah. incredible. But so, so, yeah, you could do that. So, that's a place where we run. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, I, there's a, you know, the doctor is obviously something we run to immediately. WebMD. Yeah, too. pill bottle. Pill bottle, um, yeah. uh, Maybe some anti-anxiety medicine. And I'm not in any way condemning any of these. Yeah. I just think it's like, is that our first temple? Yeah. Um, I even even with you know with some of my back pain, I it's like I really need a Tylenol, and it's like, well, wait a minute, are you going to take a Tylenol before you talk to God? Now, I have to admit, I'm not going to sit around and wait too long <laughs> after that prayer. Yeah. It's a calm, <laughs> but I'll yeah. but I'll be like, listen, God, until you give me another solution. Um, I thank you for Tylenol, yeah. and I'm going to take it faithfully, uh, but I know that you are my healing, mm -hmm. and you know. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's, uh, you know, I, recently, I have to get an injection in my back on Monday, mm. you know, and it's, it's not a delightful experience, but the insurance was not sure whether or not they were going to prove it or not, because I had gotten one three months ago. I had to get them like every three to four months, and um, so... Automatically, when they called and said you've been declined, your insurance won't give you the insurance, and it's about thirty-two hundred dollars for the injection because of where it's located near my heart and all. Thoracic injections are a little bit more dicey. Yeah, uh, they just kind of root in there with a <laughs> stick, you know, like. Got it. Is your heart still running? <laughs> yeah, let's push a little harder. <laughs> you know, yeah. yeah. Oh, there we so, go. Uh, yeah, it's quite an experience, but they immediately they turned me down, and mm -hmm. so my thought is like. Literally, like, oh my gosh, how am I going to make it? Mm -hmm. How am I going to make it? It's because, you know, for a split second, it was like, that's my temple. My temple, I ran to my church and, my, and the doors were locked. How am I possibly going to make it without my injection? And it's like, wait a minute, God, if I can't get in there, that means you have another plan. You have another way of bringing in. So I had to like, no, 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 it's, this is not about injections. This is about trusting in you. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, um, I think I think we all experience this. Yeah. So, uh, so Nehemiah continues um, in Nehemiah six twelve. Mm -hmm. The story goes on, and he talks about the attack of fear in their lives. Why don't you yeah. read that for us? Then I perceived that surely God had not sent him, but he uttered his prophecy against me because Tobiah and Sambalat had hired him. He was hired for this reason that I might become frightened and act accordingly in sin so that they might have an evil report in order that they could reproach me. Okay, so I think this is a really interesting phrase. I mean, we could break it down for a, a while, but I think it's really interesting because it says that I might be, become frightened and act accordingly in sin. Mm -hmm. Act accordingly to what? Um, to the power of being frightened, mm -hmm. you know? There is an according action, an attending action that, that accompanies fear. It's really interesting. Um, oh, I wish I had pictures of Ireland. I, I, I'm going to use it in a sermon one day. 
Um, but Deanna had taken her to Walmart. And outside Walmart was one of these big inflatable, you know, the big yellow thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> and so she's got three pictures of Ireland. One is over the shoulder uh, shot of her looking at it for the first time. OTS. Okay, yeah. yeah. Over the shoulder. The next shot is Ireland with a confused face turned like this. <laughs> and then the third shot is her <laughs> running. And, and I was like, oh my goodness. It is the anatomy <laughs> the of every single fear. The progression, yeah. Yeah, and, and when he talked about it, he said, become frightened and act accordingly. She demonstrated the accordion response to fear. Mm -hmm. um, observation, um, the response, and then the reaction. You know, it's like, you know, oh my goodness, what is it? It's like, what does this mean for me? And then I got to get out of here. And so um, it's interesting that fear has this little algorithm it plays in us. Mm -hmm. I mean, how many movies did we watch, Japanese movies, where uh, Godzilla attacks, you know, and the fire comes out of the, and, and you know, they show all these Japanese people looking over their shoulder mm -hmm. running, you know? Um, it's not to make fun of the Japanese, but it is an according response when we are frightened and we can't understand. We mm -hmm. begin to run. And, yeah. You know, it's even crazy. It's like not even to a temple. We just run. Mm -hmm. And that was the whole plan about this fear tactic was to get them to run. Mm -hmm. and, and he said, so we could become frightened and act and, and uh, or to uh, act accordingly in sin. What's the sin part? The sin part is not that we're scared. Sin part is that we abandon the work. That's, that's what happens. Mm -hmm. Um says so that they may have an evil report in order that they may they could reproach me that is so important is that people just want to tell the story about how you ran when things got really bad you know they want to capture it with their iphone and they want to put it out there see you trust this guy look when he's running and so that's that's one thing that i'm learning personally in my life right now is Whenever I face adversity, whether it's the flooding of the church, whether it's physical or spiritual or emotional, is that my reaction is not just my own. Mm -hmm. Is that my action becomes a report to all those who observe me. And what kind of report is it? That's, mm -hmm. a, that's you know, um, that's a big deal. Mm -hmm. So you don't, even, you don't even get scared to yourself alone is that it becomes a report about you. It's like, yeah, he ran. It's like, wow. <laughs> there's, there's that movie, Jurassic Park. Mm -hmm. I think everybody's seen that. Well, not, maybe not Liz. <laughs> Liz has seen Jurassic Park. Oh, my goodness. Did you get TV? What, what, yeah, the, the... VCR? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we're just teasing Liz. I've known her for 30 years. I can do that. Um, yeah. But um, there's that scene where... The SUVs get attacked by the T-Rex. Oh, yeah. And that one guy, the... Newman. Cuban, no, no the Cuban uh, attorney <laughs> oh, runs out yeah. and he goes and he hides in the, in the bathroom, the yeah. porta potty yeah, yeah. made out of grass. Yeah. And the little girl is, he left us, he left us, he left us. And do you remember what the uh, guy says to her? I, no, I do not oh. remember. 
sorry. Boy, this illustration just fell rehearsing. I still got Newman in my head. <laughs> no, he said, but that's not what I'm going to do. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. So in her mind, she had an algorithm that when things get bad, people run away from you and they leave you. Yeah. An evil report. But this guy had to change that. Yeah. And so... Um, I have to remind myself that whenever I'm faced a challenge is that I may want to run and everybody else might have ran, but it doesn't mean that God ran, mm-hmm. you know? And so, um, but I think it's really important that every one of our responses is not a response just to ourselves, but it's, you know, it's to your kids. I, I, I hate to side note this again, mm-hmm. but I remember yeah. when my dad fought that guy behind that car i think i might have told that story yeah that when uh a w- this man was harassing a woman in a yeah. parking lot yeah and uh, he wouldn't let the woman leave my dad went and fought him right there in the parking lot yeah uh, it became a report into my life about how a woman was supposed to be protected and yeah. how a man was willing to enter into a fight and that that story I've had a gazillion interactions with my father, but I remember that story. I can visual, I can tell you where it is. I could geographically take you to that spot exactly mm-hmm. where it took place because that report still yeah. was with me. Yeah. So just remember, whenever you're under siege, because our lives will be under siege, just remember the worst thing is not the siege. It's the report that you live, leave behind, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So... Um, so Nehemiah challenges fear uh, personally first, and then and then he brings this understanding about fear and about standing strong. He brings it out to the walls. Um, our enemy said they will not know or see until we come among them and kill them and put a stop to the work. That's what their threat was. That threat was kind of interesting to me because it was the threat of future threats. It's being afraid of something that's not even threatening you at the moment. He said, they will not know or see until we, we come among them, kill them, put us up. So it's, it's like it, we could come at you anywhere, you know? Yeah. And when you start doing that, it's like, okay, am I going to have a stroke? Am I going to lose my job? What if this marriage doesn't work out? What, what if I run out of money? What if I don't have enough money in my 401k? I mean, it's a gazillion things that can constantly threat that at any time, this is going to come at you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So you, you really have to decide whether or not you're going to continue to stay the course or not because the threats do not stop. Mm-hmm. Okay, so why don't yeah. you read this uh, further on the story. When the Jews who lived near them came and told us the story of fear 10 times, They will come up against us from every place where you may turn. Then I stationed men in the lowest parts of the space behind the wall and exposed places, and I stationed the people and families with their swords, spears, and bows. Wow, okay. They told the story of fear ten times. Mm -hmm. Ten times. I mean, can you remember the last time you were, like, really afraid? I mean, like, when it really gripped you. Did you get it where it, you got multiple stories? Um, you know, I mean, could you imagine, like, you know, it's like 
you have something happen in your life and then you call somebody oh yeah man that's bad yeah you're gonna be bad it's like a, oh okay thanks i'm glad to call you you know and then you call somebody else yeah. paul paul oh yeah they're gonna kill you paul you know <laughs> hey I, then you hear them talking on the phone hey come over here paul he's, he's, yeah you know i can just hear it and just sit around oh man this is gonna go bad oh yeah oh yeah especially like with with covid stuff yeah yeah, it was. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, it was terrible for me. Yeah. Just, just you know, just wait. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or the end of the world uh, about Jesus oh, coming back. Yeah. Oh, I've, that was always. We used to have a guy that would come to the church every year mm-hmm. and he would talk about now they've got the red heifer over in Israel. Okay, this is a biblical reference. Biblical reference. About the red heifer. Yeah. yeah. And he would go through all, yeah. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> he would go through all of these, all of these biblical things. Yeah. And he would point to places about, right. and you'd leave there and you'd be like, it's, no, it's over. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> yeah, as a kid, especially as a guy, I'm not going to get married. I'm not going to be able to have the fun of marriage. Yeah, if you know what I mean. There are all these things. <laughs> oh yeah, isn't that interesting? The world's going to end. Yeah, they could use biblical prophecies to scare the heck out of you. Yeah. Oh yeah, like I think last year or two years ago, there was like uh, blood moons. Oh yeah, yeah, I remember yeah. that. Yeah. And it was like the seven signs of the end times. Yeah. And, and I'm not making fun of the end times. It is there is an end time, and it mm. is going to happen. Yeah. Um, but can you imagine just that your whole theological point of view and reference is to forecast the coming evil? Because <laughs> it's always bad. Yes. <laughs> and nobody's gotten it right yet. No. I mean, because it, it hasn't, you remember it's September, well, you're probably too young for that. 1988, were you alive? Uh-huh. 88? Yeah. yeah. Uh, September 8th, 1988, the world was supposed to end. I mean, it was like, you know, then we got Nostradamus and then we got the... Uh, the yeah, we just talked about the, the, the Mayans. The Mayans, 2012. 2012 yeah. was going to be wiped out. and <laughs> But it's amazing how, don't we even get fascinated with it? Uh, well, they, we we, they made a movie about it. Yeah, I saw it too. It was so lame. <laughs> I think it was ridiculous. They ended Such up building Noah's Ark uh, at the end, and they hid it in a mountain. No. Yeah, it was like crazy. <laughs> it was crazy. But we're fascinated with yeah. end times, end of the world, and we love scaring ourselves to death. Yeah. So here's this 10 times that they, they're telling this story to scare the heck out of these people. So he responds... Um, but I, I love what the next thing says. Yeah. Why don't you read that? When I saw their fear, I rose and spoke to the nobles, the officials, and the rest of the people. Do not be afraid of them. Remember the Lord who is great and awesome, and fight for your brothers, your sons, your daughters, your wives, and your houses. Okay, so I, I, I think this is really cool, is because he can see the fear on them. And I've been in that place where where I've been so struck by fear that my face goes white, you know, or um, it just gets on you. Mm-hmm. And, and you're like, you talk different, you move different. Um, it, it just grabs you. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but I do love the fact that a leader, when they seize fear on people, he, he kind of stirs them back to right thinking. Mm-hmm. He says, don't be afraid of them. I don't think he's yelling at them. No. And, but he, and it's like, well, why not? Because the threat could be real. But he says, remember the Lord who is great and awesome. And he's like, okay, you got to slow your brain down a little bit. Let's get back to what we know to be true. Okay, yes, there is a threat. 
because he does tell them um, that they're going to need to fight. Mm-hmm. Okay, the the fight's not going away. Yeah, but but he needs. We need to remind ourselves that the Lord is great and He's awesome. Mm-hmm. He doesn't tell them. Just, no, you don't. Don't be afraid. Go fight bravely. That's not it. It's like no. Well, can you give me something to work with here? It's like yeah. The Lord, the Lord is great and He's awesome. Mm-hmm. And now go fight for your brothers, relational context, your sons, relational context, your son, your daughters, your wives, and your houses. Mm-hmm. It's like not. This is about how you respond in the report of your response to the people that you love most. Mm-hmm. That's that's leadership. Right. Uh, but I I do like it. So I think that's one of our responsibilities in the body of Christ is to is not to make fun of people when they get afraid, but rather to call them back to what is true. Mm-hmm. I, and I believe this, as I'm working on Sunday sermon, I'll be talking about the, as framing God and asking the question, is God trustworthy? I mean, can he really be trusted? Mm-hmm. Not can he be believed in? Because he can be believed in. Yeah, is God we, really yeah. there? Yeah. yeah, he's really there. But there is a difference on whether or not he's trustworthy. Mm. And it's like, ah, that's that's where it gets really. And and you you could you, I'll tell you where you can find out whether or not you really believe is trustworthy. Not in your Nicene Creed, but what are your feet doing? What direction are they heading? Are they on the run? You know, is your imagination on the run? Mm-hmm. That's when you find out whether or not you really believe the theology of the trustworthiness of God. Mm. Uh, so I, it's it's yeah I'll, I'll talk more about it on sunday but um so why don't you keep going with this from that day on half of my servants carried on the work while half of them held the spears the shields the bows and the breastplates and the captains were behind the whole house of judah those who were rebuilding the wall and those who carried burdens took their load with one hand doing the work and the other holding a weapon as for the builders, each wore his sword girded at his side as he built, while the trumpeter stood near me. So we carried on the work with half of them, holding spears from dawn until the stars appeared. Wow. At that time, I also said to the people, let each man with his servant spend the night within Jerusalem so that they may be on guard for us by night and the laborer by day. So neither I, my brothers, my servants, nor the men of the guard who followed me. None of us removed our clothes. Each took his weapon even to the water. Okay. I just love the level of readiness that he's communicating. Um, And and particularly some of the images that he gives here. They went everywhere they went. They went with the shovel and the sword. Yeah. So a lot of times I think we can be busy doing the work of God, but forgetting the sword of God meaning that we got to protect ourselves in the middle of this and we got to protect the work, mm-hmm. you know? Um, it, it said that neither, uh, none of them, their brothers and servants of the guards, none of them removed and they were always going about with what it took to do the job and also to protect the work. Um, it said, and each one took his weapon even to the water. Mm-hmm. Now in the Hebrew, that's kind of like a, to the porta potty, mm-hmm. so it means that even when they went to the bathroom, they had their sword on. Mm-hmm. And today we go in there with our iPhones mm-hmm. and check our fantasy mm-hmm. football team. At least that's 
I mean, you know, I, I is that too much? I mean, no. I, I think there's some shopping going on in there also. Yeah, Amazon. Yeah, yeah. Amazon. Yeah, yeah. Never buy a used iPhone. Never. No. That's the. That's the <laughs> no sir. No <laughs> sir. <laughs> but it says that they they went even to the bathroom with their sword. Yeah. And, and their shovel. They were ready for the work and and ready to protect it. So mm -hmm. I think what, what I want to take away from today that both of these elements are faith. Is not only the work that we're called to do, but protecting the work. So there are ways that I interact with my wife to build my wife up, to build up our relationship. And then there's also, am I protecting the work that yeah. I'm doing with my wife? For instance, not flirting with another woman. Um, that's protecting it. Uh, what I look on on the internet, um, that's protecting the work. Um, how I manage my schedule and the kind of time is protecting the work. Whether or not I keep my word is protecting the work. So I think it's really important that, and it's also like with parents, mm -hmm. you know, you're in that place more now than I am, is where uh, you want to make sure your kids get a good education. You want to make sure your kids have what they need. And I think a lot of parents do that. They're like, mm -hmm. I want to make sure they, I want to make sure they have friends. I want to make sure that they, it's like, oh, well, yeah, but are, are you uh, monitoring what's going on in the internet with them? Well, you know, kids, they don't want you looking over their shoulders. Oh, okay. So you're going to drop the sword. So you're going to, you're doing the work of raising these kids, feeding them, clothing them, housing them, taking them to school, soccer practice and all that stuff. But are you doing the sword work? Are you protecting them? Are you protecting them from what, what's on TV? And are you guarding your household? Mm -hmm. And I think, I think if I see anything there, it's, parents are teaching the ABCs real good. I mean, I think kids are learning how to talk on, on pace, learning arithmetic on pace and, and all those things. I think we're doing that work. Uh, but are we protecting our kids? Are we involved with the sword work of guarding our families? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, so God wants us to do the work in our life and also protect that work. Mm -hmm. So. That'll, um, preach. That'll preach. Oh, it really will. Okay, uh, I, I love it because this kind of leadership is not only a readiness, it's passion, it's a picture of selling out. Um, and I think every family could use a leader like this. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, if a kid knew that you were investing in them, but also protecting them, and even if that protection meant that you come into conflict with them. Mm -hmm. and, yeah. I, and I think... I think kids know when that's true. Maybe when they're 13 or 13 to 15 that they really don't, I mean, they think you're their enemy. Yeah. Kind of, sort of, maybe. You're kind of a doofus. You're yeah. Kind of old. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I would say for the most part, when they see you establish things about the household of, hey, we don't do that in this household, um, I think they, uh, they see that, well, I don't mm. agree with them, but my my here's the thing that we got I, maybe i shouldn't share this on the radio but is it, it's not the radio what people generation listen, was people I born listen to in? it on their radio you know you can, yeah. on the wireless you know that's what the <laughs> Brits say 540 yeah, yeah yeah um but we have a secret i'm not gonna say it all but we have a secret code when you leave my house that every woman that leaves our house there's a certain code that we do so that in case somebody had gotten into the car overnight and was waiting for my wife or one of the kids, there's a code that we communicate, and I won't tell you how we communicate it, that uh, every single day 
that we do so that I know that they're safe. Um, sometimes we, my family, my ladies, ooh, that sounded impressive, <laughs> uh, but the ladies in my home will uh, forget this process. Yeah. And sure enough, they'll get a phone call from me immediately. And if I will then issue another code, and if they don't respond properly, they know I will immediately get in my car with a shotgun and I will chase down their car. I'm serious. Um, and there's been times where they'll call me, I am so, so sorry, dad. It's like, no, it's like, I will, you know. Protect this host. <laughs> yes, I will, I will do it. So leadership is not only doing the work, you know, I, I, again, I don't mean to stick on parenting, but it's parents are so stressed out about making sure their kids become the best athletes possible, um, go to the finest high schools, finest colleges, mm -hmm. so that they can succeed and fail to protect their kids from the things that are most important in life. It's like, okay, I'll help you get the work done so you can succeed. Mm -hmm. But it's like, wow, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I could go deeper into that, but... Uh, well, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, that's a lot of the stuff that I talked about. It's the, it's the... Something is forming your children, no matter what you're doing, you know, yeah. and, and you can either take a passive wish upon a star approach to it, like we talked about last week. Yeah. Um, and see the result of that comes out, or you could do the intentional route, like Nehemiah, yeah. producing a safe place, going after the things... If you knew an intruder was in your house, you would not just passively, we'll see what happens. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> and we don't actively do it as parents, but yeah. we, we can get so easily into that mindset of, well, everyone else is doing this. I'm not going to, you know, like you said, oh, the kids don't want to be looking over their shoulder and all this kind of thing. When th that's the very, there's dangers lying in all of these little things that we got to protect and fight for. Um, and your kids can, might think you're lame at doing that, but yeah, man, at the end of the day, yeah, you're the most important thing to me. And it's not loving for me to not do this to you right? or, or for me to allow you to do this. Yeah. Um, and it's like, so what's the worst thing that could possibly happen? Yeah. My kids would probably tell you I was hard on them when they were younger. They will not tell you that I was harsh to them. Yeah. I was hard, but not harsh. Um, I was strong, but not too stiff. Um, you know, it was, there was always a balance in it, but they knew that I was not trying to, uh, striving to be their best friend. They knew that I was their protectorate. Mm -hmm. And if I had to protect them from themselves, then so be it. Yeah. And, but that's, it was one thing to do the work, to have the child, to raise the child, but what about doing the work of protecting the work of God? Mm -hmm. And I think that's really important. Yeah, that is important. It's, and I think it's you, a fight for it. Yeah, anytime you, you cut up a credit card, that's an expression of protecting your family from maybe future debt. Yeah. Uh, every time a guy puts a software program on his phone so it keeps himself from just lazily surfing and falling into porn, mm -hmm. that I don't know if anybody actually falls into it, but you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. Um I said, my wife, the fact that, you know, I have protections about porn and, and all that kind of accountability, my wife doesn't see that as an expression of weakness. She sees it as I've picked up the sword against sin yeah. in my life. Yeah, he's trying to, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, and you got to do that's that's what I was trying so many times to f- communicate is that you got to go there first. Like you got to you got to do that work and so that you're you're not you've got like you said all the materials to to do this thing. Yeah. Cuz all the stuff to make the wall, all these other things and then you're going to just kind of let it go by happenstance. Right. And nothing that nothing happens the way that you want it to do. Yeah. And the way you want it to end and the way that God has God wants it to end. Yeah. Um by just happenstance and chance. It's all boom. Yeah. Protect the work. Do the work. Yeah. Protect it. And so leadership is doing is doing the work but also protecting the work from distractions, discouragement and fear because they are always constant. They are things that we'll always experience. Mm-hmm. You know, Paul knew about this while he was sitting in a cell in in Rome. And he was on trial for what would be his eventual martyrdom. He penned some words about these things when we, when we have an urge to run um, and how we should respond to them. And, and you've probably heard it before, but L- Ricky, why don't you read it? And, and it, and it kind of talks, you'll see that there's this pairing of uh, things to be ready for working and then also things for ready to protect. Mm-hmm. Therefore, take up the full armor of God so that you will be able to resist in the evil day. And having done everything to stand firm, stand firm, therefore, having girded your loins with truth and having put on the breastplate of righteousness and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. In addition to all, taking up the shield of faith with which you will be able to extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. With all prayer and petition, pray at all times in the Spirit. And with this in view, be on the alert with all perseverance. One of the things I like about this is that he says, take up the full armor of God. Mm-hmm. And I think that kind of correlates to about Paul, I mean, about Nehemiah with the sword and the shovel is um, because we think we you know can have one or the other. I'll do sword work or I'll do shovel work. But he says, notice, he says, pick up the full armor of God. It's not pick up an armament or a piece of the armament of God, but rather the full armor of God because it's either all in or it's exposed to fail. Mm-hmm. It really is. Um, if we're not ready to do the work and protect the work, um, if we don't protect the work, the work that we've done will fail. Um, if we're ready to protect it but don't do the work, then we're protecting nothing. Mm-hmm. So, and Paul's saying, listen, you got to pick up the full armor of God. As a leader, you have got to be um, doing the work of God in other people's lives, mm-hmm. but also protecting the work of God in their lives and also in your own personal yeah. life. And he also says, you got to put it on. Put on the full armor of God. Just because something was provided to you by God doesn't mean that it has been implemented or engaged into your life. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of promises of God. There are a lot of principles of God that have been given to us, but just because you think you, that you know something, that doesn't mean that you are really operating in that something. Mm-hmm. So it's something that you have to put on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't I don't think of anything that could make uh, a dad or a mom more powerful or a husband and wife for each other is that when they are putting on the armor of God in their life. Yeah. You know, um I don't think anything could make a wife feel more secure than to see her husband be in charge of his own uh, purity and being yeah. diligent about a purity. I I really feel bad when sometimes I, 
in a marriage situation, I'll have to tell a guy, you know, you really need to, you know, in front of his wife, you know, she wants, she doesn't feel safe. She doesn't feel like she can trust you. So we're going to have to set up a system by which she can trust you. So you're going to have to turn in your receipts when you use your, yeah. And also when you leave work, you're going to have to call home and let her know where you are. And oh yeah, I'm going to need you to turn on your phone so that she can see where you are. And also I, I need, I need you to tell me that you only have one cell phone. And, and it's really hard when I have to tell a man that he has to do all these things in order to earn his wife's trust. I usually know this marriage is not working. Yeah. The man who wants the marriage to work will come to me, not because his wife brought him will come to me it's like dude i'm really screwing up my marriage uh, i'm really i heard you had a problem with this in your life what did you do yeah and when you see i i will never fault a man for having weaknesses yeah we all do yeah but i will fault him for not being vigilant about dealing with those weaknesses because yeah. head on uh you know one of the things i think especially in kind of war analogies is a, a warrior never is unprepared yeah for battle ever He's never, and that's what this kind of, it's preparation is like what Paul's talking about being shot with the preparation gospel piece. You'd see the, you see the sword and shovel. That's, I'm not going to get caught like literally with your pants down. Right. <laughs> you're, yeah, you're that's prepared. right. Yeah. Um, and that's so, and, and it's not just going to happen for you. Mm-hmm. You're not just going to all of a sudden, because like, especially when it comes to pornography and those kind of things with, with guys, you want to have that kind of passion within you. For women, yeah, yo, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's got to. God wants it channeled towards your wife, right? That's the that's the beautiful thing yeah. of it is the choice that you make. You could have this, but you're choosing this. That's the beautiful part about love, in that respect. But it's just not. You gotta, you gotta wake up and have your quiet times too. It's not just yeah. enough to have software, yeah, because it's you can get it wherever you wherever you look. Mm-hmm. So. You've got it, but you got to do. That's why it's all these separate pieces. It's not just and put on the software of Covenant Eyes, yeah, <laughs> or, yeah. or or do this. It's all the full armor. Right. There's a lot. You got to be involved in community. You got to be with other guys in this or yeah. other accountability. You be, yeah, accountability. You got to be available to it. You got to be. Yeah. You know. Th- so there's. I think that's an important thing to remember too when it comes with it that you got to. Do, you got to do the work, but that protecting part of it is making sure. Well, it, it's not just enough that I have this stuff. I got to, I got to protect. Yeah, and you got to do it. Yeah, because there is nothing. And I'm just, I don't want to sound like I'm Mister Macho Man here, but uh, <laughs> guys, let me just tell you, there is nothing more unsexy to your wife than for your wife have to mother you into putting on the full armor of God. Oh, yeah. Okay? That is not... No. <laughs> that, that, is not attractive. <laughs> that is not attractive at all. Because that's what she becomes. She becomes your mother. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that shuts down the romance real fast. Real fast. Um, yeah. Um, seriously. Yeah. I mean, you, it, all, it all works that way. Yeah, nobody and, wants to... Yeah, I don't want to be a father yeah. either. <laughs> so I've been approached by guys yeah. that will... They've maybe gotten caught in adultery. Yeah. Or flirting like that. And they'll run to me and say, Pastor Paul, you know, my wife's going to kick me out. And, you know, uh, and, and, and some guys will say, hey, give me the tools that I need in order to protect myself, you know. Mm-hmm. Other guys are like, hey, listen, uh, t- tell me what I need to do so that my wife will let me back in the house. Yeah. And I'm like, 
Yeah, that's yeah, because that's the other thing is yeah. I'll hear wise. I don't want him to do it if he doesn't want to do it, you know. Yeah. But if he's just doing it, and and, and then I've had guys like Pestival. Can we meet every week? You know, I yeah. cheat on my wife. Can we meet on every week? And it's like, no, I'm not. I'm not meeting with you every week. Yeah. It's not my job to save your marriage. Yeah, you got. It. I got my my integrity already intact. You can't yeah. borrow it. Yeah. You know, yes. you got to put your own integrity yeah. on. You yeah. got to put on the armor. And I'll, and I'll help them lay out, just like Paul lays out in Ephesians 6, how to put on the whole armor of God and what mm-hmm. it means. But other than that, dude, I can't meet you enough times to keep you from lusting after your neighbor's wife. Yeah. I mean, I, I, can't, I can't do that. You're going to have to put this on as your lifestyle. Mm-hmm. You're going to take all, you're going to have to take, you know, and I'll tell you that when you see, Ladies, again, and I want to sound like a romance expert here, but if you're dating a guy and you are trying to talk him into church, you are already dating the wrong guy. Yeah, especially, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because sure. if he's not already going to church and have a relationship with Jesus and declare Jesus Christ as Lord of his life, not that mm. he believes in God, because that's that's absolutely, yeah. you know, nothing. Yeah. Um, but, it, but Jesus Christ is Lord, then you'll never get this armor to fit on him. Yeah, that's for sure. Oh, I hate to know that for so sure, but it is for sure. Yeah, you see it too often. Yeah. yeah. I, I love what he's, having done all to stand, stand firm, therefore. It's like having, having, yeah. <laughs> having put on, it's like, uh, that's the doing the work and then protecting the work. Having done the work, yeah. now stand firm. Right. And then he tells you how all to do that. Yeah. I loved, I've always loved that. It's always yeah. stood out to me. And the fact that it says like, you're going to stand yeah. It's like we're not giving up ground. And the only time the feet thing is mentioned is because that means his actions are the the gospel of peace. Yeah. It means that the only time you're moving is that you're bringing peace into the situation. Yeah. Not fear. Yeah. So that's what your feet should be moving to is bringing fear and uh, peace into the situation. But otherwise, it's it's about standing firm. That's mm. leadership. Yeah. Um yeah. and it you know, again, it doesn't it doesn't have to be a giant work. Uh, it's just the eyes of a seven-year-old boy looking at his dad. I know. Standing firm. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's, it's the eyes of a wife looking at her husband, seeing him stand firm. Yeah. Uh, when she's not in the room, when she's out, and when he's on a, on a trip or whatever it is. Um, it, yeah, it really is. It's when it's standing firm when you get the report from the doctor that you don't want, and and your idea is I, you know, just like little Ireland looking at the big floaty guy, you know, is to just run. Mm-hmm. But this armor of God, the the sword and the and the shovel to do the work and to protect the work is what we're supposed to have on. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's a lot of strong stuff there, um, and I think that's what God is. I know in my life right now, that's, that's a really important message mm-hmm. is that I, you know, God, it's like, listen, you're doing a good work. Now I need you to protect this work. Yeah. Guard your heart and mind. Yeah. Um, protect those that are around you, not only from false doctrines, but speak to them. For those who are afraid, don't mock them. Um, restore such a one with a spirit of meekness and gentleness. Right. Speak truth to them remind them of the god who loves them mm-hmm. and every time that i've fallen into fear i what i usually do in my own personal life well i i do cry out to god a lot that's i do have that habit i don't always hear him 
Um, so in that case, I usually find a godly person that can speak for God. So that's part of it. Mm-hmm. It's like if my fear is so loud in my ears, I need somebody else to speak. So Susan is that number one person for me uh, that she'll, she'll just speak into my life. Mm-hmm. Um, or I, I'll be surrounded in community. And it's like, listen, I know the Bible. I know where it is in the Bible. I need you to just, just talk me. Talk yeah. me down, man. I mean, I, I, I believe in God. I know he's there, but I need you to kind of help me here. Mm-hmm. And to live in a community where you don't have that kind of somebody to, to talk to. And, and then having somebody that will take you to the right place. Yeah. Instead of that leads you into more fear. That's, that's, yeah. that's really important. Yeah. So. Community is huge in this. Yeah. Having that. Yeah. Well, this is good stuff. Um, the sword and the shovel and yeah. having them both. Yeah. Um, well, I think we're just about out of time. Yeah. And I, we don't have a lot of, uh, we don't see a lot of comments that. out there. Um, uh, I do see something there about a belated birthday uh, for Reformation Day. Yeah, Reformation Day. Uh, okay. That sounds exciting. That sounds like somebody that needs to open up his schedule a little bit. Uh, <laughs> Reformation Day? What the? I think that, I did Martin see somebody Luther? post about that. I mean, was yeah. it some German holiday or something? Uh, no, it's a Protestant holiday, but, you yeah. know, there you go. Salute up to um, Martin Luther. Um, I should. <laughs> and uh, let's see. Those are some of the things that distract us, yeah. Yeah, other people, other people we esteem. We esteem. Mm. yep bank accounts man bank accounts oh that's true yeah that is true is that people do go to their bank account yeah and rely on their bank accounts yeah that is yeah. that is really true they think they can pretty much protect themselves by having enough money in the bank mm-hmm. oh man mm-hmm. uh and then uh Am- oh. simon said amazon yeah yeah so it's good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All yeah. right. Well, yeah. why don't you close this out in prayer? All right. Father, thank you for this. First of all, just thank you for your word that it speaks such rich truth and challenge, uh, comfort and challenge at the same time. Thank you so much that you give us an example in Nehemiah, the sword and the shovel. And God, as we do the work, help us to be strengthened to protect it. Thank you so much that we have the the resources of being able to be involved in the community, to be on, around people that love you and that can speak that your voice into our lives when, when other things are shouting so loud at us. And God, I pray that tonight, as we think about what we've talked about, and as we see it kind of unfold itself throughout possibly the rest of our day tomorrow and the week going forward. God, I pray that you just help us to continue to be faithful, to protect the work that you've started. Thank you, Lord, that you're faithful and that you do not change. And it's upon that that we rest. We love you. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Wow, so important. Thank you, everybody, for joining us today. Hope that you have a great night. Yes. See ya. See ya.